All right, Project, welcome back to this episode of The After Show. Like I said, on Monday, we are closing out the year. We are almost at the end. Some updates in case you missed them from Monday's show. We are moving the studio in early Feb. Uh, so we're due to move that there and there's lots of exciting opportunities. Um, we'll be basically in a whole space where there's lots of other creators, designers, startups. So a really cool environment. So plenty of new footage coming out there and uh, try and bring some more guests into the studio to, to kind of film them in person. Um, if you missed Eugene's uh, video podcast from last week, then you can go on the YouTube channel and find that there. Um, so this week, we're going to stick to our usual format. We've got unpaid product review. Uh, we're going to review uh, Monday's show, uh, which was um, you know, really good, really informative show um, with Dr. Quinn Hennock of Juggernaut Strength Training. And uh, that was a really good show. We talked a lot about programming and how programming leads to injury. Um, and then we want to close it out with another Netflix documentary, which seems like the entire documentary sphere of Netflix <laughs> is designed to create more conspiracy theories and uh, kind of unravel all the issues that are contained within America, especially if the food, drug, mm. clothing now, all kinds of shit. They're just a really fucked up country. Mm. Yeah. But a beautiful country, but some really, some really mm. messed up shit going on over there. But it might not just be America. It could be everywhere else as well. Um, so before we jump into it, we wanted to talk a bit about the training journal. By now, listening to this, probably got... Uh, about four days to order the Christmas uh, or to use the, the Christmas discount code which ends on uh, Christmas Eve the 24th which I think will be it'll be the 25th for us but it will be the 24th for America so we'll give an extra day for the Australians but uh, it will be Christmas Eve for um, everyone else in the world um, so that is Xmas 20 when you check out that's going to get you 20% off the apparel or it's going to get you 20% off or, and or the, the, the journal as well uh, just to give you guys an update on the printed shirts, they're going to be delivered on the 20th of December. So if you're uh, in Australia, it's likely you probably get them before Christmas, I'd hope, unless you live like in a really rural part of Perth or something. Uh, but if you are international, I don't think they can ship them that fast. I don't know if I'll, we'll be able to get you the shirts for Christmas Day to put under the tree. Um, but we'll ship them on the 20th as soon as possible. Actually, it'll be the 19th in America, so maybe they'll have an extra day. I don't know. Maybe if you like live in LA, if the port's like mm. it's close or something. But if you're further away, uh, we have no guarantees there. We just know it's getting uh, printed, delivered to us on the 20th. Um, so that's kind of where we are with that. So uh, jumping into uh, Quinn's episode, um, serious amount of knowledge coming out of that that podcast. Yeah, we've wanted to get him on for a long time. Uh, ever since he did that that episode, we discussed on the podcast the knees out debate, the knees out debate, uh, and even actually even going back to the knees out debate. Uh, was really good with him. Mm. But it was like pretty interesting, the whole thing, him talking about it. Uh, but yeah, I thought the best thing out of that episode was he discussed, and I, uh, it was so good because I had just experienced this, that the best way to avoid injuries in your training is to have as few peaks as possible in your training. Mm. So the way he described it was looking at like your training year and just having as few times where like the volume or the intensity all of a sudden ramps up towards a peak. As much as your training can just look pretty similar to how it's been in the weeks previous, the less chance of injury. Mm. And just recently, I hurt my shoulder when I just came back from holidays. That would be exactly what he's talking about. Mm. Like zero snatching for like three weeks, come straight back in, straight into it. That's a crazy peak. Mm. Uh, so there's no, no surprise I got injured. Uh, and then even I took that more into account with my weightlifting goal at the moment. It's like, hey, I wasn't doing much weightlifting before this 100 days. 
I've got to be pretty careful about how I ramp things up because mm. that's a perfect example of, of building too much to a peak. You did um, pretty heavy. You went 145 on uh, on Friday. Do you have any? Did you get any injuries from it? Or Not really. The only it? thing is I've, I've got a little bit of wrist pain okay. in the last few weeks. All of a sudden, which is just for sure going from like being in the front rack once a week to three or four times a week. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just managing it pretty well. Okay. Uh, and it's like you said, just doing movement stuff, things like that, trying to get in a better position. Um, rather than just going to do nothing on it. Yeah. Yeah, I like Quinn just because he's a kind of no-bullshit kind of guy. And I think it's pretty safe to say at this point we can throw foam rollers out of the gym. Um, he just likes them for the, the relaxation element, for people to do something. Also, if you ever play that game where you get someone to hold it and you do like, you know, you kick for goals in the NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a really fun game with foam with rollers. With foam rollers, yeah. Well, you can do that into the bin <laughs> of of the uh, for the foam rollers because... Yeah, I mean, at this point, it doesn't really seem like they do much except crack your back. Uh, and it's nice, it's nice to have heard it enough times to know now for sure that you are really wasting your time if you're rolling out. It's not, particularly, it's not effective. Uh, I think particularly in the gym. Yeah. It's particularly probably the worst time before a training session. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I definitely, what stuck with me, the same sort of thing with Quinn is the highest injury rates occur in the off-season. Uh, so in the preseason, pre-season. yeah, when people coming off their, their off-season and you can take it down to a micro level like you just said, is if you go on a holiday and you come back and you're like, man, I've missed out on so much training. It's time to uh, to catch up on lost time. That is the most dangerous mindset for injury. Well, he even said it goes both ways. So he doesn't want you to increase the training by more than 30%. But then I think he also didn't want to see a decrease by more, by more than, than 20 or 30% yeah. as well. So, uh, you know, if you have a deload, it might not be the best idea to do nothing mm. and like drop all your lift to give your body a rest because mm. then you're having a big drop and then a big increase after. Mm. Yeah, he said there was some early, there's been some early studies done in Australian sports where it's like highest injury rates occur when the training month is either 30% mm. less volume than the previous month or 30% more, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's still early days on the study but they're starting to see some, some correlations there and it makes sense. Yeah, it reminds you of the guy, you know there's some people at your gym that they're like, yeah, man, I've been doing like running and push-ups and pull-ups like every day for the last 47 years. Mm. And like they never get injured because yeah, yeah. they have the same routine yeah. and their routine never really changes. Yeah. Or they've been doing cross the class every day for like six years. They just don't really get hurt anymore. And like that is a pretty good example. Mm. Yeah. And it's also just important factor like when you are doing your own programming or you're, you're following a program, you're adding extra stuff to it or whatever. It's like that extra stuff, you don't want that to spill over that 30% yeah. mark. And, and and if you're doing a little bit of extra stuff every single day after class or before class or on top of your program, after your program or whatever, um, assuming there's someone intelligent doing your program, then you're probably going to start to get close to that line. And that's when you really see injury shock because it's yeah. like, man, did a lot of shoulders yesterday and we've got shoulders again today. It's like, well, you've now compromised that mm. joint. Um, and so... It's very hard and depending on what goals you have and what environment you're in to, to really pull back sometimes when it's like written on the board. You know, you see something, three, two, one, go, you're setting yourself up for injury. This reminds me of people, yeah, they were like not really do weightlifting and they're like, I'll start a weightlifting program. What is it? Oh, it's a five-a-week program. Yeah. So what were you doing before? Pretty much nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I think that's more than 30%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, you guys know, that's that's when you get injured is, is those times. So it was a really good podcast. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely enjoy Quinn. Yeah. yeah. We'll get him on again Excellent. for sure. Um, so, before we jump into the unpaid product review, we've got a pretty good one for you guys this week who use Instagram. Um, talk about Beyond Macros in the training journal. So, Matt Walrath's dad, uh, what did he do? He did 1,000 pounds at yeah, his so most recent Yeah, he used the training journal 
to go for a thousand pound total okay. in a powerlifting meet at the age of sixty. Yeah, uh, and he achieved it, and now he's started a second journal, uh, and he's going for serious beast. He's going for ten strict muscle ups. Wow! In his new journal, wow. he's on straight to the next one. Uh, and I think highlighting some people's journeys is pretty good because it gives people like ideas about what to use the journal for. Uh, and then one of our coaches actually decided to do his first powerlifting comp, use the journal within like ten days of a hundred days. He had his meet, mm. uh, and he hit like he's like I think nearly 50 or just over 50 years old mm. in the 70 kilo weight class. Wow. And he got 227 deadlift, which was a massive PR, 112 bench, which was like a 10 kilo PR and 180 kilo squat, which was like a massive PR compared to when he started powerlifting. Right. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's just that having that daily check-in, that nightly check-in, I think just helps people stay so so focused. And it's not, 100 days is not so long. I mean, we're going to go 200 days. Mm. I think you could burn yourself out of journaling at 200 days or 150 days or whatever yeah. we originally planned. 100 days is kind of that. Now that we've been using it, it is that, that sweet spot where it's, um, it's a good routine, but you can't imagine doing it every day forever, but you can aim it perfectly at, at a goal that you've got. Yeah, it's a pretty good prep, right? Like if you're getting yeah. ready for a fight or something like that, you might go like a t- 10 or 12-week camp yeah. between 8 and 12 weeks, right? Yeah. No, it's perfect. Um, yeah, but we, we started that because uh, Matt obviously is, uh, is the owner of Beyond Macros. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had him on, I think, two in the blacks ago, and he gave some advice for anyone who is looking to start um, online nutrition coaching and how he's built his company. Um, so some really cool insights there, um, really inspirational chat with Matt. So um, if you guys are interested in what he, do, what he does, uh, he, you can listen to that episode to find out more details. But basically... Anyone that is looking to integrate better nutrition practices for the rest of their life, not just for like a comp or not just for a season or whatever, that is, or you are the kind of person that Matt wants to help. So beyondmacros.com, book in a consult. Uh, Matt can speak to you then. Get in touch with him. Um, Let him know that the podcast sent you. Cool. Okay. So before we jump into the next part, um, now, those of you that use Instagram would be familiar with the term LinkedIn bio. Um, the unfortunate uh, fact is that um, you get one link. So if you're trying to post about multiple things during the week, you're constantly having to alternate that link. If you put up an earlier post on Monday and then you want people to go to your website but um, you know, on that Monday post but then on Wednesday, you post about another link and you mm. change it to the Wednesday link. People that are seeing the old Monday show have now going to the Wednesday link. Disaster. Absolute disaster. So, a company came along, very intelligent, pretty basic idea now that you think about it and they are called Linktree. You've probably seen it on some profiles before. Um, We have been using them for a while. So, Linktree is basically just a link that they give you. It's like uh, link.tree and then it's slash whatever your Instagram handle is. Um, And that just allows you really in a really nice format, really easy way to just have multiple links uh, once you click through. So, for ours, for example, you just click through. Um, then it's got the link for the apparel, the link for our, um, basically our how-to on if anyone needs to start a podcast or wants to start a podcast. That's that series we built. How to listen to us on Spotify, how to buy a training journal, um, the interview Monday show, YouTube channel, and then our newsletter as well. So that's all sick. those links in one place. Uh, I'm not sure how many you can get, but that's is that seven. So we've got seven. I think you can add more. So... Um, they have like a pro where you can like look at statistics, like how many people mm. clicked on this link, how much time they spent on the page, um, how far into the link they got. So they have all kinds of cool stuff there. And I think anyone who just 
likes to send people to any sort of link, um, should definitely download. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's just Linktree. So you just leave your link the same forever and just change the yeah. website. Yeah. yeah. You never have to change the link in bio again. My, it was screwing up earlier in the week a little bit, um, but it's completely fixed now. Nice. I think if you own a gym or whatever as well, if you're a PT, it's definitely yeah. something you should have um, 100%. Especially because, you know, so many people are going to those links to buy products or look at services and stuff as mm. well. So, um, yeah, super important to, to kind of have that if you are a business with multiple links. Um, yeah, Linktree. So... Before we jump into the next part, which is the the final part we've been flying today, Raf and I uh, wanted to talk about the Dubai CrossFit Championships, which we haven't really um, talked about too much in the lead up to it. For those of you that didn't know, it's basically the first event of the year where the winners, the team, the individual male and female will qualify for the CrossFit Games. Now, if you guys go onto the CrossFit Games Instagram... Very, I mean, this is how you know things have changed. CrossFit Games Instagram is now posting about the Dubai CrossFit Championships, like po- reposting full highlighted videos, which is probably why they didn't want us there because our video footage may <laughs> may, 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 may not be, be as professional, not as professional as what they, they would have liked. But it's really interesting because now, um, now CrossFit Games are you know reposting Dubai, like, whoever thought we would have got to that point, and What's even weirder is now CrossFit Games Instagram is posting paid partnerships with a meat company. Yeah. And then they started posting. This is with 2.2 million followers. <laughs> then they posted about an ultra marathon in the Dubai in that um, desert as well, which has nothing to do with CrossFit. Neither does that meat company. I mean, it's got nothing to do with the CrossFit Games. Yeah. So it seems like now CrossFit Games are monetizing their Instagram. Like before, it was just promotion for all the stuff that they sold, you know, the open or lift off or all these different things, right? Or highlights in the games. And now it's like, all right, cool, paid partnerships, different comps. Like it's been a shit show, to be honest. Like yeah. other other training events not related to CrossFit. Like what the fuck are they doing? It seems like now they just don't have any content, so they just use other people's content to fill it up because they fired all the staff that make the content. It's a good point. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you annex your content creators, you're gonna have nothing to post about. Uh, it's pretty shit to be honest. Like it's it's not. Um, I mean, the Instagram has gone to shit. If if we're gonna be frank, but you know, that's the choice they made. I mean, they don't like they said they don't really care about it that much anymore. So it's on it's on to the next thing. So I don't know. I guess we'll um, guess we'll see how things play out. But yeah, they're doing some they're doing some weird stuff right now. It's not definitely not what they used to. But hey, this is part of the changes. Mm. So this is kind of what we're experiencing and. We just we just gone through it, but uh, yeah, how did the how did the Dubai Championships unfold? So they had a shock result uh, in the men's field, and Matt won by just over a hundred. Matt points. Fraser won. Matt Fraser won. No way, that's crazy. Uh, I don't really know why everybody else came. <laughs> I guess there was still pretty good money for everybody else. Yeah. What did he walk away with? Uh, well, it said on their Instagram he made a hundred thousand dollars US. Wow. On like everything. That's solid. Like all these events and everything. So. Fuck, he's making bank off. He's done pretty well. I, I would wonder how he's going to spend. He's probably going to train, but how he's going to spend his next eight months? Yeah, like I don't even. I don't know if he has to do the open or if he's just nah. cruise control now. No, nah, he'll just buy more guns and just shoot more guns. <laughs> um. So yeah, he absolutely destroyed it. And Sam Briggs qualified in the women. That's cool. Which is very cool. She like just refuses to. She's like the ultimate. Like she's like a cockroach. Like can't be killed. <laughs> yeah. 
She can't be killed. She she's just like she's fucking Terminator. Fuck. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> and she just beat. Did Jamie she Green. just have a wrist surgery or something? No, I remember she, like we spoke elbow to her coach surgery? a while ago. She elbow. had like a fucked up elbow, like elbow. crazy elbow <laughs> surgery, and she's back and like fucking awesome. She's probably uh, still in horrendous pain. So, <laughs> I think for the OGs that is a very good result. What? How old is she now? She's got to be over thirty-five. Well, she w- won she's the Masters. She's Masters. She's yeah. already won the Masters last so she's year. Like so she's probably like 37, 30. Fuck, she is an absolute animal. Maybe 37, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, and then it seemed like Willie Georges and BKG. Uh, Willie Georges is fucking good. Did yeah. he come second or third? Came third. Okay. But it's like he was there last uh, year. Yeah, very, very competitive. Uh, and MMP favorite Travis Mayer came fourth. Big Trav. He came second last year. He mm. would have cleaned up some prize money, surely. They also would have got paid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but man, they got busy times ahead because I guess all these people like still haven't qualified. Yeah. You know, like everybody except Matt. And it's a brutal comp. Yeah, and fucking savage. Yeah. So they've all got to, I guess, start getting ready for the next one. Yeah, I don't know the... Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of pain and a lot of travel mm. and a lot of time and recovery to put yourself through to come like, like 20th or 25th or something in the field. But I think for a lot of those guys, this kind of is their CrossFit Games. Like when we went there last year, it had that feel about it. Definitely yeah. didn't have the crowd. I feel like there's two lists on there. There's a bunch of guys that were genuinely there, like I need to qualify for the CrossFit Games ASAP mm. that all didn't. And then there's a few people that are like, oh, I'm stoked to be here yeah. and get to do this awesome comp. Yeah, because yeah, they may not qualify for the Games this year, Yeah, but this is, is professional enough that it feels like the highlight, mm. the competitive highlight of my year, which is cool, which is cool, but... Things are definitely changing. Uh, plenty of money in there. They had the team comp as well. I think Invictus won. Yeah, Invictus won. Um, tough competition though. Top 10 teams in the world. Yeah. But one thing I'm really waiting for now is like, so it seems like you, this will give, be a good indication of how these comps are going to run. So like CrossFit will support them and they just run pretty much how they always used to run. Mm. Uh, but I am really looking forward just to see what the Open's like. Mm. I have no idea. Like yeah. if it's even going to be a big thing at all. Like are they still going to have the live show and live stuff. announcements because like all those don't, staff don't yeah. work anymore I don't think they would so are they just going to post a workout on the Friday yeah I think be like go for it I think they might just post the movement demos or maybe they'll just maybe, have someone yeah. at CrossFit HQ doing the workout like they won't have the big crowds I'm, and stuff. yeah really curious to see like are they going to get 10% of the sign ups they used to or 10% less of the sign ups I think this will probably be the first year where <laughs> it doesn't grow I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it goes down a bunch yeah if there's no excitement around it yeah people aren't going to sign up 100%. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, but yeah, let's not beat a, beat a horse to death. So, um, before we move on to the next part, uh, we are supported, uh, as always, by Activated Nutrients. Uh, Activated Nutrients, right now, I'm having the, um, I'm having the women's, um, just because I don't have any men's mm. left. But hey, it all works. There's still no difference. Um, they are still, in my eyes, the leader in, like, nothing really has come up to compete against them. I did some research the other day and some other green products and I was going through their ingredients list versus activate nutrients and the, and the quantities and stuff and yeah, they're, they're still untouchable mm. Yeah, no, from, from that standpoint which is why you pay a little bit extra but you get the best quality stuff. Um, so if you guys are interested, activatenutrients.com or on Amazon, uh, it's just called Top Up now but it's basically like yep. the daily superfood that they had before. Um, yeah, you can order that. I would get the subscription that saves you 20% off. It means you never miss out. It means you never go a day without it. Just build that cost into your budget because it's worth it. It covers everything that you need from a vitamins and a health perspective. So um, they all disappeared off the shelf of Creature. We ordered like 50 yeah. packets and they're like all gone. 
But it's the biggest no-brainer for clients. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is gets all your veggies and micros in a day. Yeah. It's like less than a dollar a serve when you use the MMP code. Uh, and it keeps you healthy. Not even vegetarians and vegans eat enough vegetables in the day sometimes. because oh, if you look at the spectrum on the, what's on the back of the packet, it's, insane. it's like 100 vegetables and fruits and shit. You have to eat shit. the weirdest shit ever yeah. to, to get it all in. Um, but yeah, it's available for you guys, activatenutrients.com. If you are just ordering one pack off at MMP, that's going to get you 20% off. Or yeah, when you subscribe, it's going to get you 20% off anyway on the subscription. Cool. So last, uh, last film, you sent me a film last night, Stink. Interesting name for a film. Probably not the mm. best name for yeah, a film. Yeah, I think a terrible name. Terrible name. Um, but another documentary exposing the health regulation system. Is mm. that probably the, the word you'd use to describe it? Yeah. Whatever the, the body that's supposed to exist to regulate the health of American citizens and their failure and their corruption. So that's basically what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was about... So usually we're talking about like the like the foods and FDA, which is like regulating what what you eat and drink, mm. whereas this one is like what you put on your body. Yes, and so what fragrances and yeah. what, what's, what clothes are made out of and stuff. What it seems like from the movie is that this area is like way more loosely regulated. Like you can get away with way more mm. because you're not actually eating it. Yeah. Uh, and then what that has become is just like an absolute shit show where pretty much every product you have in your house, which is like cleaning or like makeup and beauty or anything like that, like they all smell good. And they all use fragrances and they just put fragrance on the back and then that's made up of whatever they want. Mm. And no one even is allowed to know what it is. Mm. And it generally turns out to be heaps of chemicals that are really, really bad for you. Mm. I did remember reading some stuff early on about this because people mm. were um, blowing up about you know parabens and all these toxic cancerous chemicals in deodorants and that mm. sort of thing. And I remember reading some stuff from some science that was saying like, even when these chemicals are absorbed into the body, they're filtered very quickly by like the liver and the kidneys so that there's, there actually is no issue. Um, the body has like a really good protection mm. mechanism over those low levels. But this documentary seemed pretty certain that like once they enter your body, they're so toxic and they're so cancerous that any amount of these levels in your body is harmful. Um, so I don't know if they explained very well the step of like you know, it entering your bloodstream mm. and how dangerous that actually is or if, does it actually get pulled out of the blood and filtered by the body? We know we absorb it, but like how bad is it actually? But, I don't know, it seems pretty bad. Yeah, it seems pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does seem pretty bad for you and it's one of those ones where companies don't really give a fuck because it often seems like they're just contributing a little tiny amount to you getting cancer one day and it's like the build-up over a lifetime of exposure so you can't really blame like any one person. Mm. It's just like, general build-up of like exposure to all this shit over your lifetime so it is pretty interesting and i think from what i hear like you can take pretty easy steps to limit your exposure a lot mm. like start just using shit that's not all like got fucked up smells that they don't tell you what's in it well one of the products they were going after was axe which i think is links yeah. in australia um which is just like a really popular body spray for men Mainly, like they said, teenage boys. Yeah. Um, and then, but what I didn't like was they used this example of this kid that like had used all these deodorants, but this one deodorant axe, he got like crazy hives and his throat closed up and he almost like went into anaphylactic mm. shock and died. But it made me think, I'm like, well, that's not really the deodorant. That's more the kid because like sh people lock up and die from peanuts and shellfish, yeah. but I eat peanuts and shellfish. It's sweet, right? It's a good point. And I was just thinking to myself, well, that because this kid has a bad reaction doesn't make it necessarily dangerous. Like just it's it's his like genetic makeup that 
is around in combination with yeah. that that's dangerous. The same thing like some flowers send people into hospital, but everyone else walks past the flowers yeah. and they're fine. So th- I thought that was kind of like a bad example, the allergic reaction thing. I think they're trying to make it as sensational as possible. Of course. And then they need someone like fucking nearly dead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but I do agree that I think the overuse of different chemicals mm. and stuff can can be like pretty bad. You do have to wonder as well, like with all the cleaning products and stuff, because a lot of a lot of cleaning products you use and then you wash them down the sink. Like, where are they going after mm. that? You know, because they're gonna fuck whatever else is, yeah. is they're running into down there in the ocean. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just a really hard one to know because generally you're not really sick until you got cancer. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, was it? the build-up of the chemicals and the clothes you're wearing and the deodorants. Like That's it's why it's pretty scary. You don't really seem to notice it. And I don't even know if you get any healthier limiting all this stuff to you. Yeah. Um, but you just might not get cancer one day. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one. But there, there is there is some stuff I think most people should avoid. Like generally, I think you're better off like using glass over plastic yeah. for with most things. Um, I think that... Uh, the the example the guy was using in the movie was clothes. I don't know if clothes would be the best one, but definitely, obviously, more um, expensive clothes will generally use less chemicals yeah. and stuff. I think, right? I think it's higher quality cheap cleaning and stuff. shit in your kitchen. Yeah, like when you go for the cheap rounds, like you get way more of the shit chemicals by the sounds of things, and then stuff that you rub on your body. Uh, but I'm not I'm not as concerned about those because you're cleaning stuff. That's true. Like if as long as you're cleaning stuff and it's and it's like and getting you're not wiped touching off your body, and yeah. that, yeah. I guess maybe like uh, one thing would be like air sprays, like That's aerosols right. and stuff that pro- breathing a lot of those in probably be a concern. But like, yeah, a lot of those bottles, like you, they've got hazard mm. warning labels on them, like <laughs> spray it, lots of ventilation and don't go in the room for yeah. a while. So yeah, a, lo- a lot of those things already cautioned. But yeah, I guess it's the things that you're not expecting, mm. like clothes and stuff like that can can be quite dangerous. But yeah, I was kind of, I don't know, it's it's obviously some pretty scary shit out there. Mm. The way they test for those chemicals is basically non-existent. That's, yeah. a, that's a problem in the first place. Um, and how much damage they do, I guess, seems pretty bad, but um, it's not as, I wouldn't say it's straight up concerning as like the medical device yeah. one that we watched or something like that. But still good documentary, Stink. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. I reckon it was a bit too sensational. Mm. But, I mean, it's be honest, pretty boring topic. Yeah. And they made it like reasonably interesting. Yeah. And I think it's one where you can take away something and change it in your life. Because everyone's got like one or two things. They're like, that's an unnecessary exposure. Mm. Mm. Like, you know, bottled water or some shit every day. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three out of five. I would like to probably see a bit more evidence on some of the stuff or maybe some like d- a deeper dive into some, some mm. health stuff rather than like one or two cases and some animations about babies. Um but yeah, no, I think I think you're right. It was a pretty boring subject. They did some uh, pretty interesting research on it. It was good. The guy kind of had his story in there as well, yeah. which was was interesting. His um, wife passing away from cancer and stuff. So uh, overall, I thought it was pretty it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, that's um, it's di- worth it. Worth it. If you got nothing else on, give Stink a watch. Um, cool. So that's uh, that's us for this week. Um, before we get to the next after show. Guys, remember, Xmas 20 is going to get you 20% off on the training journal book and also the apparel till the 24th of December. After that, prices will go back to normal. So make sure um, you take advantage of that if you're listening to this now. Um, and then, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see you next week. See you then. See you next week.